Hello, Heather. It is Saturday's Coffee Clutch, where uh, so many people wanted uh, our video, our images, and although we are in separate places, uh, this is the best way of doing it, right? Cheers. We are back Cheers. on video, and if you don't yes, like the video, back. I understand, and just ignore it. But this it. is not your coffee. You, this is I'm. This is this is second-rate coffee. This is not Heather coffee. Thank but I'll you. drink it anyway. This is, and it's not great. Okay, so I have one main thing on main my list. Thing, main uh, thing. I think uh, we have to start. Let's go. Let's go. Well, the Maine Secretary of State uh, decided not that this was no court in Maine. This was the Secretary of State in Maine deciding that uh, Trump cannot be on the val ballot because of 14.3. 14.3, the 14th Amendment. Section three. Section three. Uh, and this, uh, and it says, uh, you know, no insurrection. Who, uh, nobody who has participated in an insurrection who has previously uh, uh, sworn an oath of allegiance to the United States Constitution. And as, is an as, officer. And is an officer. And is an officer, as Trump did. Now, the interesting thing here is that there was no court decision. This is a secretary of state. This is a democratically appointed secretary of state. Not only small d, but capital D as well. Uh, and... Um, you know, uh, this is what worries me a little bit because the Colorado uh, Supreme Court, the, the the decision there, all of that Supreme Court was uh, all appointed by Democrats, by Democratic governors. Uh, so, and that's small, that's big D. Uh, so, uh, my worry, and and again, it's not a it's not a huge worry. I'm I'm glad Bain did the Secretary of State did what she did, uh, but I do worry that this plays into Trump's. You know, I'm being persecuted by Democrats story. Do you? Right. I mean, I definitely worry. Give us a little recap. So who so there's Colorado and Maine. California has said he's allowed on the primary. Right. California, the secretary of state in California. Again, not a court in California. Secretary of state in California said he is allowed on Michigan and Minnesota said no. Right. Uh, I mean, they, they, they rejected the challenge. He is going to be on the ballot in Michigan and Minnesota. Uh, so you've got uh, a, a difference between the states on a critical issue. Obviously, it's going to go to the Supreme Court. Obviously, the Supreme Court is going to take it. And pretty obviously, Heather, uh, the six Republican members of the Supreme Court are going to say Trump should be on the ballot. And they're right. going to find a, some way around uh, the 14th Amendment, Section 3. I think so, too. I mean, I think they have to. I mean, for it to be this heterogeneous patchwork of different states, it's got to go to SCOTUS, right? This is a federal election. And then, I mean, it's just it's such a hot issue. And, and it's so interesting to see. I mean, I feel like DeSantis came out and said, well, what's going to happen? You know, what's next? I mean, everyone's going to say Biden can't be on the pri on the, you know, participate in the primaries. I mean, it's like this slippery slope of fallacious reasoning. What, what's, oh, what are we going to have goats? What are goats going to be on the primary? It, I mean, it is, on the it is a slippery slope, but that's exactly what the problem is because uh, the Supreme Court has never ruled on the meaning of the 14th Amendment, Section 3. Uh, and uh, some people, some people say, well, it's never been proven beyond the shadow of a doubt that Trump was participating in an insurrection. And what does it mean to participate in an insurrection? All he did, he held a rally and he urged people to what? To go up and be, in, be insurrectionists? Well, right. you know, this is, this is where the subjectivity comes in. Right. And of course, they're all different approaches to the law, right, and interpretation of the Constitution. You would know better than I, having been to law school. Um, 
But I don't know. It's just so interesting to think what was actually meant, right? So the 14th Amendment was added after the Civil War. By the way, let's not even talk about Nikki Haley. I don't even want to give oxygen to that whole thing from the week. Um, What was the Civil War fought about? Um, Anyway, uh, yes, it was it was after the Civil War and they basically did not want Civil War, you know, anybody who was an officer or have sworn allegiance to the United States before the Civil War and then participate on the southern side uh, to be a a candidate again for United States elections. But were they thinking of the president? I mean, I would kill to have minutes from the meeting or, you know, just a letter with some lovely calligraphy from one of them that says, of course, asterisk, of course we meant the president, but that shouldn't happen. Well, there, there will be. I mean, the Supreme Court, the, the point is the Supreme Court is going to find some way around. It's all, right. It's either going to say the Supreme Court didn't mean the president or this was not an insurrection uh, or something. I mean, right. uh, the, the, it's not going to only affirm uh, the Colorado decision or uh, or reject the Colorado decision. I think right. the Supreme Court is going to go much further. It has to because of all these other states. Uh, and you've got uh, the challenges going on, Heather, in uh, 30 states. In fact, it's, somebody told me this morning it was actually 31 states. Uh, it doesn't matter whether it's 30 or 31, but you've got so many challenges to Trump on the ballot that the Supreme Court is going to have to act very quickly because Super Tuesday is coming up. So Super Tuesday, let's talk about that. So that is March 5th, right? Right. March 5th. I mean, I have a bookmark page with all the dates we need to be paying attention to based on all the cases, not to mention the election that's happening. And I basically get carpal tunnel scrolling through. I mean, there's so many dates. (laughs) So what what dates are you paying attention to? Super Tuesday, January 9th is an important one, right, for the for the D.C. case. I mean, it's just yes. going to be. I mean, if, you, if, if we all need to have a calendar of all of the cases uh, and and major uh, major court cases in terms of Donald Trump and also the primaries uh, and. Uh, there's not going to be major debates. I mean, Trump is not going to debate anybody. But but all of this, you know, the cases and the primaries and what the courts are doing on in terms of all sorts of issues on immunity, a big, big, big question. Supreme Court has to deal with, um, uh, you know, is a president immune from anything that he did or she did during the course of a presidency? Right. Uh, so this is going to be a wild ride. Uh, right. The next few months, uh, a lot of people, I'm afraid, uh, are just not going to be able to follow everything that's going on. Right, 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 right. Now, I mean, here we are, December 30th. Um, one thing we have to talk about, obviously, is the Israel-Hamas war, we are about to hit, is it the third month? I mean, I can't even believe it. It was October 7th that kicked off. I mean, it was long before October 7th, as we know, but where do things stand? I don't know. How are you well, taking I, I, it they in? Don't, the problem is that Israel doesn't seem to have a strategy for getting out or ending this conflict, uh, except, I mean, you know, there are some right-wingers 
in Israel, and the entire government is extremely right-wing, who were talking about getting rid of or, I don't know, killing all Hamas? I don't know how, I mean, how can you possibly do that? Uh, is that genocide? Are they talking about killing all Palestinians? Uh, it, 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 we're in an impossible situation. My concern is not only with all of the casualties, uh, and, and about 60% of them, 65% are children. It's horrible. Uh, but all, I mean, it's just terrible. Uh, also, the anti-Semitism that is being stirred up around the world, including the United States, uh, and Joe Biden is being pulled into this because he is seen appropriately and I think fairly as a major enabler of Netanyahu. Uh, because, you know, uh, the United States and with Joe Biden at the head is is pushing money toward Israel, trying to yeah. get additional funding for Israel. Uh, so this uh, and Israel, I want to also emphasize that Israeli technology uh, is, you know, is a major Israel is a major source of technology around the world. Uh, and you've got uh, Iran involved because of all Iran's uh, subjugated uh, states or, or their, you know, all of the ways in which Iran is, is, is circling Israel. I mean, this is in many respects a world war. Uh, and it rivals Ukraine in terms of the number of major players who are affected. So it's, yeah. it's a huge problem. It's a huge yeah. problem going into the new year. My kiddo went to, who's 11, I've mentioned him on the clutch before, he went to the movies here in the Bay Area, and he said, Mom, there were big protests happening saying, stop bombing children. Big signs and everyone talking about it. And so we talked uh, well, even on Well, even on Substack this week, I had a, uh, a question which was, uh, you know, how can you, can you, is this like Vietnam or protesting or protests that are happening across colleges uh, that are uh, anti-Israel, uh, uh, pro-Gaza? Is that like the Vietnam War protests? And I was surprised. Most people uh, who took the survey said, uh, yes, the analogy holds. Yeah. Uh, it's very, very similar to Vietnam. Uh, I think that we cannot understate the domestic political repercussions Bingo. that this war could be having. Uh, I, I know, you probably know, Heather, a lot of Democrats who are saying, well, I, I, I certainly prefer Biden over Trump, but what Biden is doing in terms of supporting Israel and that right-wing government in Israel and the, the horrors that are happening there, I'm not sure I am going to vote for Biden. I might sit this out. Well, of course, sitting it out means uh, that helps Trump. I know. I know. So more will be revealed in the coming months. Um, did you read that Thomas Friedman piece in The New York Times where he was? I talking? thought it was very good. Yeah, I liked yeah. it. I kind of thought of him as like, I mean, he was examining all the facets. And I thought an objective, interesting, reasoned way it reminded me like of a jeweler with a loop looking at a gem. I like, I don't yeah, know. I recommend everybody who is listening. It was yesterday's New York Times. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Tom Friedman occasionally hits it right squarely, uh, you know, on target. Uh, I remember, unfortunately, he was a supporter of uh, the, of going into Iraq, yeah. uh, the Iraqi war. Uh, but, um, uh, you know, he, uh, when he gets it, he gets it exactly right. And I think yeah. he did. And he mentioned that these are the first true world wars, too. Um, that reminded me of it. Okay, should we get to, I mean, we're on the cusp, on the edge, on the precipice of a new year. 
precipice. I think that's a good way of putting it. A precipice. Because it does feel, I don't know about you, Heather, I am really, really scared. I'm frightened about what 2024 holds. It's terrifying. It's absolutely terrifying. But that said, I have to have hope. Well, we have to have hope and we have to do everything we can to make sure that Donald Trump is not president and Biden gets a second term. I mean, th- those are the two contenders. I don't think I there's know. any question. Nikki Haley is not going to be the Republican contender. Mm, I know. Um, okay, so here's a question. Ready? Yes. Who best personifies 2023? Okay, I've got I've got my candidate. Uh, I don't know if you have your. Do you we do, your does candidate? it have to be real humans? Can it be cartoon the, characters? Yes. I'm, I'm not going to. I'm not going to go to the Grand Canyon or any kind of. I'm. I think that the person who best personifies 2023 in all respects. Not that the. Not that he was that influential, hmm. but I think that Elon Musk uh, sort of personifies 2023. I mean, in, in terms of just the raw ego. Uh, and the extraordinary reach of his influence, uh, even over international affairs. I mean, you know, yeah. his decision uh, not to allow Ukraine to use his satellites. Uh, well, I, I, I just, uh, there is no larger figure in 2023, uh, and he's a megalomaniac at the same time. That's my, who, who would you nominate as oh, personifies 2023? This is a depressing exercise. Um, I think your Musk choice is really interesting. Also, he takes no accountability for things. I mean, he's kind of a good, he's good Completely for unaccountable. Yeah. Totally unaccountable. Yeah. So I guess, I mean, there's so many options. Sorry, this dog is barking in the background. This is my friend's dog, Choppy, who we're watching. Stop it, Chops. Um, Stop it, Chops. Chops. Stop it, Chops. Um, so George Santos, Santos, Santos. I mean, that guy. So <laughs> what we've come up with two of the most obnoxious figures. But in the I world. like mine better than yours because mine yeah, is I now do. out. Well, Santos so, is not. My prediction, Santos is going to come back in oh, some form. But explain why is Santos your representative of 2023? Well, so he's depressingly horrific and part of the GOP that is today's GOP, which is just off the rails, illogical, in it for the fame. I mean, just horrible choices, also a criminal Um and, and a, but was and kicked a, out. So I like that. Now, I agree with you that he could come back, but if we don't have to listen to his podcast or his TV show on Fox News. I mean, I'm, he's not going to come back as a politician. Choppy. <laughs> he's, uh, he reminds me of Choppy a little bit. I mean, just, yeah. you know, just howling and wanting attention. Uh, but also, you know, the, the, the common denominator to your personification and my personification uh, is narcissism. Uh, yes. And that's that's Trump, too. I mean, yep. you know, if you if you've triangulated to use that wonderful old expression uh, yep. between Santos and Elon Musk yes. and Donald Trump, you would describe the obnoxious element that has creeped into and taken over much of America and self-obsession. Um, OK, megalomania, megalomania. Yeah. Yep. All these synonyms. OK. Biggest trends in 2024. Bob, what are you anticipating? Try and come up with something good if we can. I'm going to try to come up with something good, but but I'm going to say to you, I I think the economy is going to continue to do well 
in 2024. Good. I think it's going to be a soft landing, as the Fed likes to talk about. Uh, I think we're going to see inflation continuing to come down, jobs continuing to come back. Uh, and that helps Biden. It helps all, all of us. That's good, 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 yeah. unambiguously good yeah. news. But I do worry about the spread of authoritarianism in Big 2024. Time. It's not just in the United States, but you've got half of the world's population is going to election, is going to elect people in 2024. Uh, some of it, you know, are not serious elections, like Putin is going to be reelected, obviously. Uh, but some of them are very important elections. And uh, there are some right wingers uh, yeah. around the world uh, right. who are gaining traction. And this is where? So South America, Poland, Hungary, I mean, Europe, it's well, it's, uh, it, there are the United States. Something there, let's see, um, I counted uh, something in the order of 60 major elections around the world in this coming year. Right. Uh, you know, everything from uh, South Korea, Taiwan, many uh, South American countries, you've got the European Parliament. I mean, on and on and on it goes. Uh, and the trend line, if you look at Netanyahu, uh, if, and if you look at India, look at uh, around the world, Putin, uh, the trend line is toward uh, these strongmen characters. Um, and, uh, you know, part of that is just uh, worldwide insecurity. Uh, part of it is uh, fears about immigration. A lot of, lot of, you know, huge surge in immigration in 2023 because of uh, climate change uh, and destructiveness, a lot of wars. Uh, but uh, that immigration, that surge in immigration, feeds these right-wing characters. Yeah, and I think people are anxious and they play on the anxiety beautifully. And they do. They know how to play on the anxiety. Yeah. Um, you know, I've been reading this book. I won't even recommend it to you, Heather. It's about... Right. <laughs> uh, it's, it's about... It's about the... the the emergence of Hitler in Nazi Germany in the 1930s. Yes. I'm, not going to, I'm not going to even talk about it anymore, but the parallels are right. striking and frightening. Yeah. I'm going to, in fact, I'm not going to even read any more of it. I, I, I go to bed depressed. Careful reading it before bed. Yeah, I'm sorry. Um, I, even I though you're responsible doing. for reading it. Okay, well, fill us in if you keep reading it. Um, or don't. Uh, who is going to win in 2024 in terms of the United States presidency? Not a fair well, question, let, asking let, it anyway. Let me ask you first, why are you, you what do you think? Joe Biden. Uh, I think you're right. Uh, I, I, think love the, that, I love this coffee clutch. <laughs> well, I, th I think that Biden is gonna win, even though the polls are showing Trump leading. Uh, the polls this far in advance mean absolutely nothing. Uh, the public has not focused yet. I think, the, uh, you know, when the public starts focusing uh, on the fact of uh, who is really the, uh, there and who Donald Trump is, he's getting more and more obnoxious, crazy, uh, a lunatic. I mean, he's totally unhinged. You know, his Christmas uh, address, his Christmas uh, wishes uh, were, were nutso. Uh, I think the public uh, is going to come around yeah. and they, you know, people don't want a crazy man in the Oval Office. Well, except that they claim they do. But yeah, so hope that's what I think, too. I think things will change over the coming months. Things are happening with court cases. That's how we started all of this. Um, and I mean, I really I have to think that he's 
plan for him winning and do everything we can, whatever that looks like. Absolutely. I mean, all of us. I I think this is a time for extraordinary political activism. Uh, You know, those of us who are able to actually go to the swing states and go door to door, uh, more power to us or them. Right. Uh, but even if you can't, if you can, uh, you know, phone bank from afar, right. Right? if you can call your relatives and friends in the swing states. I, yep. I mean, this is a time for mobilization. Right. Exactly. Um, and then in terms of do you have personal what are you personally going to adjust for 2024? Do you have New Year's resolutions? Do you do? Did I ask you this on the last clutch? How's my memory? I think, no, I think you asked me last, last year. year. But did Personally. you have any? What are your resolutions? No, I'm, my biggest resolution is not to have resolutions uh, because, <laughs> because it's so depressing when I, I can never fulfill any of those resolutions. And Heather, I'm much older than you are. And I know, I know that resolutions are BS. What well, are your so resolutions? So does science. Science will tell you that in a heartbeat. Yeah. But <laughs> They're, no, they, no one sticks to a resolution. You should be what? resoluting all year long. What are you resoluting? After I that, mean, well, so I mean, truthfully, I don't believe in resolutions either. But I mean, I am trying to detach from phones and laptops more, more, you know, one-on-one quality time with my kiddo. Now you're um, doing the, it already. You said you're trying, so you're already on the. It, this is not just yeah. 2024. Oh, good. Well, you gotta try, but it's God. You know, work kind of takes over and. social media and I don't know. It's all a lot. Um, But what else? I don't know. Do you, you're kind of transcendent. You don't have anything like I want. I think, what about anything superficial? Like I might, I'm going to try and drink more water. Well, I'm going to try to walk more. Okay. I, I really like you walking. are human. You are human. I, I am human. Good. Well, I like I, in terms of resolutions, I'm going to try. To, but I have to walk more uh, because I I need it. I need the exercise and it's yep. good for me. And I like the uh, uh, you know, I like to be in places that are beautiful and interesting and I will yep. walk all over. Yeah, that's good. Also, walking for the thought process. It's very Peripatetics. Good. It's good that's for you. Right. It keeps it keeps the mind going. Yeah. And I'm going to continue to write my Substack. And, of course. Uh, and, and thank people who are reading it and involved with it and, um, and also work on inequality media. All the fabulous, you know, the, the great videos that we're doing and the, and the content we're providing. Yes, we're going to continue to do that. I'm going to continue to do that with Good. your leadership, your leadership, Heather. Here we go. Here we go, 2024. Coming at you. Okay, on that note, I will play our outro. I think it's a pretty good, positive, upbeat message we came up with. But let me just say, wish everybody, and I'm sure, Heather, you do too, on the bay, uh, from Heather and from me, a fabulous, safe, and restful, and high-quality, and family-oriented, and lovely, and loving New Year.